Oh, what got his ass now? You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. Show 99. God, I can't believe we're here, Palm Dog. You know, it's funny. Like, I remember when we first started the show and we were talking about show 100, how it's going to be a huge thing. It seemed so far away. It seemed like a distant future that we were, we were going to achieve one day, but it didn't seem like it was going to be coming in our lifetime, even though it would have to because we would have to be the ones to do it. But it seemed that far away before and we're getting close. Eh? We're almost there. Should we explain to the people what we talked about yesterday? I think we need to let them know that corporate had a meeting and there was yes, a debrief yes. and situation. Let's let them know. All right. Take, take it away. So for everybody that's wondering why this is show 99 and how it seems like we skimped a bunch of episodes, um, corporate had a meeting. We realized we're coming upon show 100 next week and we couldn't have show 100 go unnoticed. We needed people to know a show 100. Yeah. So if we had done next week's show in the old format, uh, you would have seen show or coffee chatter radio number, let's say 18 or something, but you wouldn't have known it was show 100 until you listened. Well, we want you people to know. So we wanted to do a little rebranding, let you guys, you know, have everything in order. So it's not jumbled. It was a little bit confusing with the show numbers, the coffee chatter radio numbers. Now it's simple. It's all in order. You see it. It is where it is. And there you go. So anybody listening back to old episodes, you probably, you probably heard us talk and say show number whatnot, whatever it was, yeah. it's not actually going to be that show anymore, but that's only about 20 shows. You're going to get that issue. So going forward, cause we're still onwards, upwards from here. It's all going to be in order from show 100 and onwards. It's going to be great. Yeah. So James, obviously you realized yesterday that this was going to be show 99 and we are show hundred next week, because like you said, we had done the shows and chatter radio separate. So this is actually by the old format, this is show 82 and we've done 17 chatter radios i believe mm -hmm. so then next week would just be chatter radio 18 which is actually 100th show but we can't like you said we can't have that so we're just yeah. now it's all going to be just show from here on we're going to redo it so it'll be show 99 and then next week we'll go show 100 and just be chatter radio so you'll still be able to track all the shows and it'll make more sense than having a separate chatter radio to the shows yeah if there's ever a time to do this rebranding we figured this was oh, now the time yes it needed to it happen either yesterday it was either now or never. Yep. So we made the call corporate, put in the final word and they're like, yep. click away, make the call and change it up. <laughs> the, C the CEO signed off on it and here we are. Yeah. Bingo, bango, bongo. We got Eddie Clarte for show number 99. So a huge guest coming at you for our last double digit show. Um, I think a fan favorite, would you say probably a fan favorite these days? I'd say a fan favorite. He's, he's become like pretty Insta famous in BMX, I think from his Insta bangers. He's got to put out some of the most like yeah. cool, badass uh, reels, Instagram edits of just slow-mos, whips, um, skilled lines, everything. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it before, but I think he rides like Raymond Vanderbeesen used to. Like a very similar style. You know what? I see that. And I also see a little bit of that pre-lip preload um, mm. like Cesar had. Small yeah. amount, but more from Vanderbeesen, like you said. Like a yeah. combination of those two, yeah. And obviously he's one of those guys who can just put his bike anywhere and do whatever the fuck he wants on the track, which is pretty cool. He just yeah. one of those people who just looks like he's one with the bike and just looks like he's having fun no matter what he's riding, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, very much so. He's extremely artistic on the bike. I like to say, and like he rides with a lot of character. It's very like it's that character is unique to him. Like he takes what we see like different traits from different people, and it, it is his own style now, which is really cool. Yeah, super cool. So we look forward to chatting to him. Um, Progate Europe winning starts with a great gate. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of Progate Europe's this year at the World Cups, and there's going to be some winners. So and they're all going to start with a great gate probably. So uh, yeah, Progate Europe. You, you guys know, you, you hear it from us. We don't just say it to say it. Of course, they're sponsoring the show. You know we've been around long enough to test out multiple different gates. And you know we've chosen ProGate because it's a ProGate. It's the best of the best. Like, you people need to get on one if you want to race with the top guys. It just is what it is. Yeah, if you care about, like, being a BMX racer at all, you'd like a ProGate here. It's exactly what it is. It's like... It doesn't get much better than it, it, the rain and the sunshine. It doesn't matter what you're riding in. You're going to have grip. You're going to have a well-timed yep. gate. The new one's fantastic. Go get one today, baby. If you're a new track starting up and you don't get a pro gate, I mean, like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Are you just trying to start, like, old school? Like, just, what are you doing these days? These days, you don't have to go build your own gate. All you have to do is contact this people called ProGate. Tell them Coffee Chat have sent you, and you can exchange your dollars for their beautiful beautiful yeah. gate for a limited time only they're accepting dollars for their gate <laughs> they're accepting cash value for their gate whatever currency you're in or whatever currency they're in actually not your currency because you might be you might be some somewhere they don't accept your currency but their currency whatever currency they're in probably euros or maybe the us dollars probably euros but you know they'll take it you know, what's funny. It's like you, you might go to like some random track in like fucking Davenport, Iowa or something. But if that <laughs> if that track, if that track has a pro gate, you're like, oh, shit, they got a pro gate. It's like instant, oh. instant legitimacy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's so true. You show up to any USA BMX race, anything. You're like, all right, let's see what the gates like. Oh, pro gate. Oh, I mean, it's pretty good. It should be a good race. Yeah. Or someone will <laughs> ask you about a track. You're like, well, the track, I mean, the track kind of sucks. It's got like dirt turns. I appreciate it. The track's pretty boring. They got a pro gate though. So. You know, it's like, I've said that so, so many true. times about tracks. The amount of times it's like, if it has a pro gate, you're like, yeah, it actually was pretty good. So I had a pro gate. Yeah, it's pro gate. So it's, it's decent. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Pro gate. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, once again, World Cup season's coming. James, I didn't realize you raced this weekend. Did you? Did you not? Well, I took I took part I just, in the event. I just I just saw your tweet, which yeah. was 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 pretty laugh out loud funny. I might add. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I did. I came. So I was planning to fly to Italy, and there was a C one race this past weekend. So I flew basically the next day, like I said last week. Um, got here just in time, literally a couple days before the event, and then uh, yeah, raced a single day C one here or over in Padova. Not sure if you ever been there. How far away is that? It's like an hour, just over an hour away, I think, from Verona here. Um, small little town, just like a, built a brand new track. So they're having an event on it. Um, track was jank, good, well-built, nice facility. Um, a non-BMX person most definitely built the turns. It wasn't good. It was very weird, very yeah. weird turns. Um, but yeah, if you saw my tweet, I made a very joke about myself in the semi because I just rode like an idiot. Got semi basically, so not the best. Not the best lap, eh? No, not not proud of it. Not happy to say it. Embarrassed to say it. Just just shitty on my part, all on myself. This is pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. <laughs> Started with me coming a little crooked out of the gate, getting shuffled back to fifth, passing for fourth, 
thinking I was safe into the weird last turn, taking a nice relatively normal line in, around this janky last turn. And then I got low load by a super local in the last turn as I was trying to keep it on two wheels and he just cruised underneath me. And I was like, what the hell, how did you do that? And I got passed for fourth. How'd you get so, to the track and everything? So I, uh, I flew into Milan, rented a car. First of all, I fucked up the rental day. This must be my first trip to I've, Europe in a I've, long time. I've never rented a car in Europe before. Is it any different? Um, no, other than it's like you get a manual vehicle. We're always just getting automatics right. in yeah, America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But same stuff. Um, I accidentally booked my car for the day before. So because I didn't show up to get my car, they actually canceled it. Oh, and no. I had to, so I paid for half the car on Expedia.ca. No, no free ads, but on Expedia. And they're like, it canceled because you weren't here to pick it up. And I was, I knew, I knew that was the rule, but I was yeah. like, that's pretty bullshit rule because I'm still rented the car for this window. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I had to rent a new car. Um, same price, if anything, a little bit cheaper, but I still paid for half of my other car, which kind of sucks. Lost 150 bucks basically. Yeah. And then I drove to Padova. I, uh, to, to get there, I used my GPS and my phone, but I put in avoid tolls. A three-hour trip took me five hours. No way. Yeah. Oh no. It's stupid. And oh, I couldn't. No. So the funny thing was, so like, I had I didn't have data at the time. So when I was in the airport, I I put in the maps, and then right, you know, when yeah, you yeah. drive, yeah, yeah. So I start driving, and I can't change the map. And I realized at one point, I when I got off the highway, I looked over, and I'm driving along the side of the highway. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? And I knew I was like, I have avoid tolls on. And I just have to follow this. And I'm just cutting across the highway, taking back roads the oh, whole way. Oh, no. So ended up taking me an extra five or extra couple hours. So, yeah. Brutal. brutal. What a trip. Brutal. And then I get there. I get to the city. I messaged the track to try to ride the two days before when I was there. Wouldn't let us ride. So you just hung out for two days? Just hung out for two days. Super Showed up bitching. to race the day. Was not stoked about it. So, Man, yeah. this is... <laughs> This fucking trip, I mean, like this trip you're on is just unbelievable. Like it's just every week is a new circus. <laughs> it's the adventure of a lifetime, hey? You're just, it's, uh, the best part is you're just fucking solo. Just like, just, <laughs> just road dogging your way across the world. It's insane. I'm happy that at least I can come on the podcast every week to talk about it with you because people don't really realize everything that's going on, but at least I get to share it with you and the people listening. It's kind of, it's comical at the same time. Yeah, like all the stuff that happens is just going to be a funny story. Like, it, like, just enjoy it. Who cares? At this point, it really is, right? So. Yeah, like it's just being one of those stories you like you talk about your Olympic year and years, and it's going to be just a fucking wild adventure. So just enjoy yeah, it. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you had, you had a big uh, big weekend too, big birthday weekend. Tell me big, about it, pal. Big birthday weekend was fun. The big 2-9. Can't, dude, I can't believe that in exactly a year I'm 30. It's kind of crazy. You don't seem like you should be 30. I yet. know. Like, I feel like I'm friend, still 24, 25. Exactly. I feel like we're in our young 20s still. I know. We are not adult. A 30s like <laughs> I know. you become an adult. We're not at that level. 30s like some pretty serious adult age. Like that's like, yeah. that's when you're like legit. I feel like when you're 20s, you're kind of, kind of an adult, but kind of not. When you're 30, you're like a legit grown up. You, you're going to start having bills to pay for, which you already do. You're going to have all this stuff you have to start paying for. It's just like part of life. I know. Um, so. yeah, it's weird. Like when you, when you get to like 24, 25, you feel like you don't really age after that. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've been the same age since I was 23. I know. It still just like, feels yeah. like, yeah, it's weird. Um, but it was cool. We went to the, it was super hot this weekend. So we went to the beach in Malibu, which was nice. Got some good coffee. 
um, went to a really good like uh, local Mexican spot. It's, you get a free burrito on your birthday, so that's pretty bitching. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's in it's in what Westlake Village. We we go here every time we come back to see Sav's family, so it's really good. And then um, got a, some red velvet cupcakes yesterday, and that's I mean red velvet cupcakes. Fuck me, they're good. Like they are just so. <laughs> those those are my favorite. They're the best. Red velvet is the best. I don't know red why it's cupcakes. so good. Apparently it's what just, is- apparently it's chocolate, but it doesn't taste like chocolate. Is it Just, like a special kind of red chocolate? Like, would it, how does it? They're not he, just putting food coloring and calling it red velvet, are they? Okay, that's exactly. People have told me it's chocolate dyed red, but it doesn't. No it doesn't, way. It doesn't taste like chocolate. It tastes way better. So either I I just get absolutely bamboozled every time I have one, or it's some. <laughs> it must be a little bit different because it's really good. I do agree with you. Though. It tastes amazing. So yeah. Yeah, I'm a big icing guy too. So I got good icing on top. Oh yeah. I'm such a little fat That's, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you deserve it at this point in your life. You deserve it. It's uh, anyway. Yeah, it was a good weekend. It was fun. We had a good time. Um, it, it looked like you had a good you day. Good yeah, you it was good. Kind of yeah, exactly. It was just fun and chill. I spent some time with our family. Had a barbecue yesterday. So it was really cool. Yeah, good birthday. Yeah. I did like the, the photo, the post you made on Chatter. The fucking carpool karaoke like is so cringy to watch. Oh. <laughs> That one was so oh, I couldn't even. I couldn't even watch it. So I was. I went on there looking for like your. Um, I was at which time trial was I looking for? I was looking for your Argentina time trial because it was the first one of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. That one couldn't find it, so I was like looking through different videos, and then I, I was like just touring out how BMX videos because you always get good videos when you search mm-hmm. that up. And I remember those ones you did, and all of a sudden that popped. That part of it popped up, and I was like, I cannot. <laughs> so I cannot. Uh, it's funny watching the Papadil time trial. I felt so nostalgic because it brought me back to like five years ago in 2016 when I was going for the Olympics and everything. And it's just mm-hmm. such a different time. Like it was, I remember it was just so fun. Like just all you thinking about is the Olympics and racing. And it's funny just looking back is so different, but I felt like nostalgic watching it because it's just, it feels like a long time ago. And it's just like, yeah, just such a happy time. Like when you're just training and I mean, like you're in it now, like you're just training mm-hmm. and racing. And like that's the only thing you're thinking about. It's, it's pretty cool. Your world is very different than what you see so and what you're, what you're putting yourself out to. Like yeah. you're focused on one goal, one goal only. And you really, you, you're trying to block out the rest of the world almost for that time. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I think back now, like the rest of the world, like I didn't even exist. I didn't even, you know, you're, you're we're so in our little bubble when we're racing. hundred percent. I get that. Yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no matter where you are, you just, nothing else matters. You just be a max. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's crazy, though, but it's so true. Yeah. And I mean, especially in a time like right now when there's COVID, like COVID's out there. But once we start riding and like any any rider right now knows once you're on the track riding your bike, you're not worried about the rest of the world. No. You're just thinking about like what line you're doing, how your gates are, how you're feeling fast, like that kind of thing. And it's crazy how that you, you just get yourself in that your own world. Yeah. it's And I mean, that's to I mean, to an extent, that's what you have to be as an athlete, too. You have to just be zeroed in and focused on your own world. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Feels like so long ago we were going to like Argentina, Papadal, and like Medellin for the world and stuff. It's crazy. It feels like a long time ago, but to me it still feels like yesterday. Like it feels like I haven't uh, yeah. had the last two years have just gone like they just haven't happened at the same time. Yeah. It's really weird. I know what you mean. It's like it's flown by. Yeah, like was it twenty eighteen after that you had your injury, you stopped coming to the yeah. World Cups. Twenty nineteen Alex had his injury, he stopped coming to the World Cups. And it's just, it feels like, but those, I feel like that was just yesterday. Like that just happened. Like I've been waiting for you guys to come back and, on the trip. You know what I mean? It's I like, know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, World Cup season a few weeks away, man. It's cool that we're actually saying that and the World Cup season's a few weeks away. I'm excited. 
Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, I think a lot of people are. Everyone in Europe right now is doing the has done a little pro am or done the C one. Everyone's posting about you know first race back. So yeah, I think I think everybody's very anxious to get going again. Super anxious. Yeah, I think everyone's yeah. going to go in super fresh and excited to race. Do you think anybody's going to have issues getting into the country? Do you think anybody's not going to get let in? Someone's going. There's course. There's going to be problems with someone. 100%. Someone's not going to get let on their flight. And I asked this because, uh, so when I was leaving the U.S., I got held up at check-in for 45 I minutes. I saw that on your Twitter, yeah. Yeah, I got held up for 45 minutes because the guy wouldn't let me check in. Because nowadays with COVID, they have to scan their special card to let you through because they have to check your COVID test if you fly through a country with that. Yeah. And he was trying to tell me I wasn't allowed into Italy. And I was like, well, actually, like I am. I'm reading you the rules. It took me 45 minutes of going back and forth with him. And I was talking with our people at Cycling Canada um, Adam and Jen were helping me like show him the Italian website and I was still showing him. he wasn't believing me and think he, he was thinking I needed a visa and I was like no I don't long story short I wasted 45 minutes doing that and he finally let me through the funny thing is when he scrolled down to scan his pass I think there was a little section at the bottom that he just skipped through before I could see that said something about Canadians being allowed for 90 days oh my god so he wasted my time I think for no reason and the fu- after that fact, after the fact too, I go to through Frankfurt. I uh, I go to through customs. I show the guy my athlete exemption. He says, "Okay, yep, you're good to go." Barely ask me anything other than where I'm going, what I'm doing, and I go to Italy. Nobody here when I landed was even here to check anything. I just walked through the wow. exit doors, you, and I was like, "What kind of athlete exemption do you have, or where'd you get it?" So we got one from the the UEC, I guess, oh, European okay. Cycling, yeah, yeah. so the European okay. Cup people. They just sent a document that basically just says the rider's name, the dates, and when they're ex- like, so they're oh, exempt. Cool. So that makes it easy. Yeah, um, cool. It was just funny though that the guy wasn't going to let me on my flight because I, he thought I wasn't allowed into Italy. Well, when I got to Italy, no one even was here to check. Like, There's just no communication. No one knows what the fuck's going on. It's crazy. Uh, absolutely none. It's wild, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you're there. I think hopefully everyone gets to go in properly and there's no issues, but I feel like there's going to be issues with someone, unfortunately. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sucks to see. We've seen, speaking of that, a couple injuries already come about today, hey? Yeah. So, um, Sylvan social media check and Big Dave. Big Dave. Yeah. Big Dave with the crash. Um, sounds like a gnarly one in training. Seems like he's out now. Yeah. Did you see his post? Uh, I haven't read it. I saw it as we were about to start and I closed my phone. Yeah, but I saw he was knocked out almost, right? Yeah, I'll summarize it. So he crashed literally uh, just over a week ago. He got caught with some side wind and he got knocked unconscious. And then I guess he went to the hospital. They saw they did some tests on his abdomen. He's having a lot of pain. And they saw some blood next to his spleen, but there was no severe damage to his spleen. So he needed like a ton of morphine apparently to get through it. And then he had the pain got really it got a lot worse. He had a ton of pain and they found a rupture in his small intestine. And so he needed surgery right away. So then they removed 20 centimeters of his intestine. And now he's back home. That is fucking gnarly. Jesus Christ, hey? Yeah. So first of all, I'm glad they got every got it sorted and had the surgery. And he's okay. And he's back at home recovering. But that's super scary. Mm-hmm. Really scary. Something that's crazy when they, they don't even find it right away. He has to wait that long in pain. And then they finally realize it later. It's nuts removes 20 centimeters of intestine holy shit man our sport is imagine. our sport is just like any day like like something like that is, could happen you know like we're so like desensitized by those we'll just have our coffee go to the track whatever just normal mm-hmm. but then like that could always like that's so scary it is that's 
feel for the guy. It's funny, like other other sports don't go to training knowing that they could have like a life threatening injury. Honestly, no, hey, no. It's like motocross is one of those ones that do, and they have a similar dress, and it's just crazy how crazy how often they have it. But like swimmers or like track and field, like we'll go and just like do their training. But like we'll go and it's like this bit windy. Like, well, we could have like a fucking career-ending injury today. Yeah, like you actually have to play it safe today. Like, yeah, it's crazy that we have to do that. Like, okay, let's assess the win. Is the risk worth it today? Because it could be get pretty dangerous. I know, and yet we don't even really think about it day to day. You know, it's weird. No, we don't. But yeah, he revives uh, the big Davo. Yeah. Uh, also, Simone just posted as well that she crashed. Oh no broke way! Her arm. Yeah, wow. that's why I was too. So she broke her arm and has to have surgery on it. Um, so she's out now too. Shit. So two, two big heavy hitters. Yeah, no out. kidding. I wonder, yeah. I wonder, hopefully, I wonder how long she's up. What's, what is it? She, she, uh, she put, posted a video. I can't, I don't know what she said, but like it's a hundred days out to the BMX race as of like tomorrow or something. At the Osho, man, that's tight. Yeah. So. Well, depending how, how bad the break is, if it's not that bad, you can get through it. But if it's like a gnarly one, that's pretty good timeline. So hopefully it's not super bad. Yeah, exactly. Especially and hopefully, I don't know what her qualifying situation is, um, but hopefully, she, I mean, I would think she's still going to be safe because she's had so many good results. But that reminds me know. of a, that reminds me of the, the point situation. So to Jasper's, oh. yeah, the MJ fact checker. Yeah, we need to have a chat. So I learned this before I talked to him, and then I talked to him. Okay. So I just we're not going to get into it because I really don't want to. But I'm going to say this: if anybody listened to the last show, I got given a piece of information that I forgot and didn't realize, and then also realized something myself. Whatever I said last show, completely wrong. <laughs> it was a lie. Oh, seriously? Literally, completely wrong. I I. Can we, I can, myself about can, myself was completely wrong. I'm in. I thought I was good in a good position. Not even close. Okay, can we can we get into it a little bit, or no, you don't want to? No, we can. Yeah, we can. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm interested. Like so, so first of all, who lied? Like, who? What? So what? Uh, all what, me. All so, me. So first of all, what what the fuck happened? So first off, I was where I was looking at my results. Yeah. I had the date in wrong. So I, although I was looking at 2020, February 2020. Yeah. It was the beginning of February, not not at at the end of it. Okay. So I was adding races that weren't counting for me. Okay. So that was giving me points that I thought I had. Oh no. So that was so that was one thing. So then I wasn't seeing I was seeing more points on my side than I wasn't seeing points of other people on another side or something like that. So it completely shuffled that and then the order of how things get picked is way different than I thought too. So these two things combined what took me from what thinking I was in a good position is has me now in a very much not good position. Oh no. So Oh no. We are, like we are on the the up climb as they say right now. Oh shoot. Did the national team yeah. like not know this or what? Um there was I guess there was nothing for them to tell me. Like I mean Adam might have known but he had nothing to tell me. I was just looking at this myself. I got the it. The order was never really told to me of how it gets picked until someone said something i was like i need to look at this and then i realized because i was saying remember how there was the 11 nation spots plus three individuals and then also those two wild cards turned into nation spots yes of that yeah well those two nation spots don't just get added to the 11 to make 13. it still goes 11 then they take three individuals and then after they pick those three 
the next two nations who haven't had a spot get picked after. Okay, so are you going for the nations or individual? Is this, okay, is there individual ranking you said or no? So yeah, basically it goes nation ranking, individual, nation again. Okay, oh shoot. But then also, then you got to throw this into there. This is where it really fucks things up. Then you got to throw in that Yoshi, he gets a host country spot. Right, but yeah. He, but he's going to be in a, in a nation spot, I think, or individual. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. can't remember. So his host spot gets turned into another spot eventually somewhere. I don't know where. That's oh what God. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Okay. okay. So and then, <laughs> then there's a continent spot for, for, for South Africa. What? Really? Or not, sorry, not for South Africa specifically. For Africa? But for Africa. But I think the only person to get that spot is a rider from South Africa who probably raced a national champs or something. Because remember, there's a, every continent has to be filled by their right. quota. Okay. So that spot obviously gets thrown into the mix too and takes somebody else out of play. Oh my goodness. So it completely jumbles the order that I thought was being picked and is not good for me. Also shuffles me down the list because I got my points wrong in my head. So yeah, so I you're was going completely for, wrong. With a, you're going for individual or a, an individual, I guess, right? Dude, honestly, at this point, I, I don't know. Just got to just got to send it. Another month of race, you just go balls out and hope for the best. That's literally how all it is now yeah. because I yeah. don't know if I have enough. I don't have the C ones now that other people have that I thought I had. So I can only just get as many points as I can and go from there and hope and pray. I guess. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, that's something. And, yeah. And I, I was trying to obviously I go back to that national champs thing, so that all comes into play too because that's just more races I don't have that people have. So crazy right. situation. Yeah, wow. Okay. That's something. Yeah. And on the funny side of it, if we want to make a joke out of all this, Jasper's did tell, tell me on the girl's side of things, that continent spot is going to some random girl who competed in one race in 2018. It was like a continental championship race in 2018, oh I, th I think. I want to say in 2018, maybe. And um, got third, which Ooh. was actually la last. From, from what country? I don't want to just say a random country because I don't know what he said, but it was really random. So that's, that's, that's infuriating because then some, some woman who really deserves to be at the Osho is not going to get to go. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely unreal that that's a rule that they, they have to make it inclusive enough to have every continent. Like, are you shitting me? You're going to take yeah. somebody that hasn't raced. Yeah. 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 It doesn't really make any sense. Um, Another Sylvan social media check-in. The Sarion's race went off this weekend. Looked like there were some good riders there. And Sylvan Romain and, and some guys race, and then the Smaller Sisters race on the women's side. So it looked like a pretty good race at a, at a good track. Yeah, it looks like they do a good job there. I mean, I've never been to the track. It looks great, too. Um, nice big start hill. They had a lot of riders by the look of, looks of it. A lot of Frenchies came down. Yeah. Um, cool to see the Smaller Sisters there for the, for the women. Um, looks like everybody wants to just get a little, little warm-up race in before the big events here, hey? Yeah, it's funny. I used to train on that track all the time when I would stay in France with PH. And it was before they changed it. The hill was super flat. Like we're talking really? hard, to, hard to balance flat. And it's funny because it's just <laughs> gone complete opposite. Now it's a five meter. <laughs> but it was now such it's, a yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it was such a cool track to train at. It was kind of an interesting layout. And um, yeah, super flat hill. So it was really good for gates because you had really had to grind it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a cool facility. South of France is beautiful. And yeah, I mean, it looks like a cool track. I saw before the race, though, they came out last moment and said it was something weird. Like if you already registered, you could race, but you couldn't 
a lot of people got denied or something. Did you see that? No, no, you I didn't see, see that? that at all. Yeah, so someone posted on Facebook, but it was something like if you were already registered, you could race it. But then there was a bunch of people, I think, that were like on their way and yet they couldn't race or something. So oh, I just found the post. Um, this, it was released from BMX Media. This morning we were contacted by FFC, which is the French Federation. Tonight at seven, we received an email saying essential competition partners cannot be managed at the club level and the rules laid down by the FFC to adapt to health requirements and fortune supply. Um, in fact, we'll announce tomorrow that 29 riders will not be able to participate in our race. If you are not in DN1 on the list of high level athletes or foreigners, you can't participate. So I don't know, that was a, it's a rough translation. It was in French, but I don't know exactly what it was. You need to be like an elite rider or something to compete, so 29 riders couldn't, which kind of sucks. And that was like the day before, like the night before. Wow, 29 yeah. riders too, some, that's a lot. Yeah, so I don't know exactly, but the grand scheme of things, yeah, some riders got fucked, which sucks. Jesus, that really does suck, yeah. Yeah, so that sucks. Um, huh. Yeah, other than that, look, looked like a cool event. It was it had a decent, I didn't watch the live stream, but it looked like it had a decent live stream too. I, uh, I, would, I did watch the final, saw a couple of our boys out there racing, a couple of our bros. Um, who would I see if you, I mean, if you want to, cause it's a Sylvan social media check-in, we got to talk about Sylvan doing the opposite of what he normally does. What did he do? I didn't, I didn't see the main actually. So he, he, he did his, his normal Sylvan self got into second place out of the first turn. It looked like he was making a run for the last straight to go for the win. I thought he was setting that up, but kind of started losing ground and actually went from second to fourth right before oh, the line. Oh shit. So that, yeah. what was that run out of gas? Not, not, enough, <laughs> not enough pre-race Skittles. <laughs> that's not that's not what we're used to seeing from old Slyvain. So uh I saw a picture of Romain and all I saw was how fucking big his legs are. Dude, his quads are enormous. You can see him through his race pads. <laughs> They're massive, eh? He's so big. He's a horse. Like no wonder he pushes such a big gear. He's got the I legs know. for it. I know. What a horse. Um God, yeah, his bike looks sick. Sp speaking of Romain Sia, I have seen Sia's in uh her two week hotel quarantine Oz. That, that sucks. It does suck, but like she's out of a ho of all the hotel possibilities and setups, she's probably got the best with a watt bike weights. Yes, hundred percent she does. Yeah, but still, yeah. like especially not even being able to go outside, like that's fucking brutal. I mean, that's at least rough. at least when I did mine, I mean, I could go like outside the house into the grass and whatever. Right. Yeah. And, like, she's stuck she, there. That is like that's like jail. Like her window she was showing could only open like <laughs> I know. a few inches. And I know. I'd be like sticking my nose out there to try to get some fresh air because that's rough. Hey? I, I enjoy her story. She does a good job on social. Her, her things are pretty funny. Yeah, she, she yeah. does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe she decides to listen to a chatter just because she's bored. You know, maybe she does. I feel like. Maybe she does. I feel like she's listening. She's listening to chatter for sure. I feel like if you're bored, you might as well. Yeah. Just turn on our <laughs> shitty little podcast and yeah, listen to it. <laughs> I told Joris, Joris just made the solo trip from California to Florida. Yeah. I told him before, I was like, you know, I hope you actually listen to a chatter. He's like, maybe I'll listen to one. Yeah, he doesn't, put one on. he's, not, he's not a chatter guy, is he? He's got a family. He doesn't have time for this. No, it's like, if you're like a high-level racer, I probably would. I probably would listen either. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that too. I, that's fair. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's fair, but yeah. Um, we talk right, good, good stuff. Shall we get into Eddie? Let's get into our uh, guest of the show, um, Mr. Eddie Clarte. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this interview with him. Enjoy, folks. <laughs> All right, show ninety nine. We got Eddie Clarte. Fucking Eddie, how's it going, buddy? Man, it's going good. Uh, I mean, after a, a whole year doing off season, I'm doing good. 
Yeah, I bet. You... It's been a while since you've done any major races, hey? Yeah, I've done. Uh, I've done uh, Verona in September. I've done the French Championship, um, and I've done uh, a race uh, in Verona like ten days ago. And uh, so, yeah, I raced three times in uh, in one year. So it's just not normal. I wish I would have traveled to the USA like yeah. in December so I could do all the races uh, there. Are you back? In, I was. You, uh, oh, sorry. I was going to ask. Are you in sorry. France? Are you in France now? Yeah, I'm at my house right now. Um, I spent uh, one month uh, like switching uh, in between the French team and uh, the the Olympic Center in Paris. So uh, I was out of my house for five weeks and then I came back here for like 10 days. So much needed rest. <laughs> sure. Should we just hop into one of the big questions, big topics here, T, of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you should. Let's, yeah, you should. Let's the not. Fan, uh, we won't. We won't keep wait. The, yeah. Yeah, let's not keep them waiting. What's What's the situation with the French team now with you? Um, it seems like in the past, obviously, you weren't on it, but we've seen you. Like you just said, you've been with the team now. Been at a couple of camps with them. What's the situation? The situation didn't really change. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's um it's still kind of the same. Um, like. Yeah, it doesn't make me in the team for the races. So, um, like, the camps are good, and it's good to have some confrontation with all the guys. Um, but uh, but it doesn't doesn't help me in my, you know, career more, you know what I mean? Like, for the races, and they will not take me um, if I don't perform, obviously. Like, but the, the problem is that I always perform at the end of the year. So then you can – they have to wait six months, and you know what I mean? Like – if I can perform um, like at the beginning of the year, like with the strong results, maybe I could get in, in the middle of the season. Um, I talked with the selectioner and um, basically I think, um, yeah, he thinks that I can be good now and that's a good thing. They actually see me and they, they help me with the camps, as I said before, but um, yeah. I have to perform to perform and um, in a, uh, in an Olympic year, like they only take the four guys that, that were, that were the best for, for the Olympics last year. So, um, so it's kind of hard, but I think, yeah, the cards are going to be played again um, this year with uh, the Olympics being post postponed. Um, I think it just changed everything. We're like six guys um, on the large list for Tokyo. So, uh, there is a couple of guys that can go there, um, so yeah, we'll see. It's, so you got to be situation is the same. So you got to be top four this year for them to take you to races. I don't know. I think um, I think they, there will be like two spots that we all probably know. They all they like they both deserve it. Um, I'd say like I'd say Sylvain and uh, and uh, Joris are are like pretty safe you know i think they deserve it with their consistency over the years and um just the overall experience and then um there's like uh five guys for for that one last spot um obviously yeah i think a lot of things has to happen for for things to switch you know like um but i'm not too worried about it like i just i just think about my long-term goals and i don't want to you know like 
think too much about what can happen you know yeah. i'm just gonna do my best as i was supposed to do in the in the beginning and uh yeah we'll see it's so gnarly it's so gnarly james that how strong the french team is oh it's it's insane that's why i was gonna like for the people like uh to clarify like when you say yeah need to perform at these races from what I know, and if you could explain it, it's just the World Cups, right? Like your team is so, you guys' team is so strong. It's like, you guys just care about like World Cups and that whatnot for- Yeah, basically team, right? you don't you don't count if you don't go into a World Cup final. You can be you, like, you can, you know, like um, to qualify for the World Championship, you have to be top 16 in the ranking. So I think we're, <laughs> we're like 10 French guys who can probably be in that top 16, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, um, but um but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a stack field, but uh, it's always good. Um, some people like some people ask me sometimes like, don't you wish you would be in another country because you would be in the national team since your first year elite, you know? But uh, but I'm 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 just grateful for for being where I am. I think um, I think it pushes everyone to to be the best. Um, I think, yeah, physically, it takes time to be as strong as the best French guys because they have a lot of experience. And most of them are not my age, you know. Um, I think they're overall 25, the good ones, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, it takes time to build up, as you know. Like, I think every year you gain a little bit, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. tough. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to give my best and, and just be patient. You know, I think I, I do everything so it works. You know, uh, on the mental side as well as the physical side, I really pay attention to everything I can. So yeah, I can. I just, just have to follow the, the journey. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, being on the French team will make you a lot better. Look at the guys you can ride with and look up to and you guys can all make each other better and i mean france is such a powerful country and bmx in general like you guys have such a good kind of system it seems like growing up too yeah, yeah for sure and i think like depends on how you see it but uh in the in the french team we only have strong characters and there's no like there's not really people looking looking out you know like um like being a fan of another guy in the team. I think we all have strong character and that's what makes us good too. Like we're really all competitive. And um, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I've always been interested in that kind of dynamic that it's like, when you say like people <clears throat> tell you like, oh, if you're on another, if you're riding for another country, you'd be there on their national team instantly. But at the same time, I got to think that growing up in France, growing up around so many top riders or having so many top French riders to look up to, it's got to have played a part in kind of making you the rider you are today in that sense of like knowing where you can get to. And these are the guys that I would, I need to follow kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, um, it's diff, it's like, it's different, but it's also a good advantage, as you said, to have a, a good group like this, like, um, my friend from Norway, Torin Averstadt, like he's by himself in the country and, and it must be hard to prepare only by yourself, you know? Um, I train I train a lot by myself and I love it but also to have that balance and go sometimes with the French team is it's really cool um, so but yeah like for that example like I think there is a lot of riders that prepare by themselves because they don't have the the world cup level in their country like if you go to a French cup um, it's you have the top 16 and it's 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 pretty good so yeah 
you should come one day and just try <laughs> to see. Yeah, I've heard so many stories of like there being like 150 dudes at like a French cup. And then you see the, final, see the final of those races and it literally could be a World Cup final with all you guys. Like your national champs could literally yeah, yeah, be for sure. a final. That's insane. Yeah, for sure. It's the hardest national champs, no question. <laughs> yeah, and you have, yeah. The, you have the guys that, that are really looking for the world stage results like me and the, all the guys in the team, they, they're really worried about, worry about performing at the world stage. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like, so the French, the French, the other French guys who, um, who are not like doing the world cups, there is some of them and they're just really fast in the French cups because that's the only races they have. And, um, yeah, I think the best guys are, are focusing on, on the big things. Um, even though we should always go 100% in every races, uh, in order yeah. to gain more experience and, but, uh, yeah. It's kind of hard sometimes to motivate yourself in a French Cup as much as you do on a World Cup because yeah, yeah, it's, it's I'd a, rather it's just impossible. just compete the whole world than just the French team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, yeah. When you've got goals like yours, who aren't just you know in France, your goals are worldwide. Then yeah, it's hard. You're like this is kind of like a, just a race I'm doing to race. Like I, I really want to be performing at those World Cups coming up. When uh, in in France growing up, like did you? Because I know, like, even in the French Cups now, you guys ride for your clubs and stuff. Like, growing up, did you ride? Did you go to the track, like, with your club? And did you have a club coach? Or was it pretty structured? Because obviously in North America, we don't really have that system. Yeah, well, um, like, most of the guys that are in the French team right now were part of, like, a, a sports center. Um, you know, like, sports schools. Like, yeah. like a university in, in, uh, in the U.S., um, uh, I think, yeah, most of them were like training since they were 15 hard, you know, uh, when I was 15, I was just surfing every day because I've been living by the beach since I'm 11. So I was basically surfing from 13 to 17 and <laughs> like not really training, you know, uh, I was just having fun. Um, nobody ever like pushed me to, to do BMX, you know, it's like I was doing BMX my whole life since I was three years old and then then I kind of, I moved out near the sea and I, I tried surfing and I, I was going there every day and I was like, whoa, this is so good. Like the feeling <laughs> is so good. And I even thought about stopping, like uh, stopping BMX, you know, at some point. I was just not competitive. Like my, my in my head, I like I was going to the races just to ride my bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not to have a good result. Um, but yeah, I was just not competitive and when I was 17, I started to, to think I could, I could give it a try, you know, and uh, even now I don't, I don't focus on the results when I go to races. I just think, I just think like, do your best and that's all that matters. How fast can I go around this track? That's all you're thinking. How much can I beat this guy's mind? <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know, the feeling of, of like dominating your sport is, is amazing. And, I've had a, a taste of that and I want more, you know, like it's, it's something you tr like when you get it, it's like, you know how it feels like, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. What made you want to focus on BMX full time and, and start training? Um, I think the two, three years of surfing were necessary for me to like switch to a competitor. It's like, you know, a lot of people think my dad put a lot of pressure on me, like to ride bikes and he pushed me a lot, but he actually, he actually never pushed me. Um, 
we were riding all of my brothers. I have two brothers and they were riding uh, until we were like 14. They both stopped and I was surfing and then I, I kept going with BMX. I was still like surfing all week and racing BMX in the weekend. So um, yeah, but I think what saved me is that my dad really left me some space when I needed to, you know, like those three years of surfing were like, I just, I just love what I'm doing. Uh, it's, it's really cool. And then one day I just woke up, I was like, let's get out of France, <laughs> you know, like let's, let's travel by myself. Um, let's gain some experience from, from traveling alone. I think um, I went two months in the didn't go well <laughs> it didn't go well too much surfing at that time and uh i did the same thing um like the year after i went two months again in the u.s and then the year after i went three months in colombia and it went like you know it was like a routine for me every year at that time i had to travel to uh to gain some experience and um yeah from that point uh, after it just went up slowly and slowly would you um, What'd you learn there? Like in those, in those times you went by yourself, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned how to speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that like I developed my, I developed my English. Um, and I just met a lot of people and I had a lot of mentors um, and still do right now. But I think, yeah, I was, uh, I was training with, um, with Vincent Pellewart, Um with uh, yeah, Vini for like uh, two years. So he really helped me to, to start from not being an athlete to becoming an athlete. He showed me. Uh, uh, oh, the connection. We got, we got a little bit of bad, bad connection here. We got some bad connection, but, Eddie. But, take a pause. It normally just comes around. We see take it, a pause. It does. It does. It'll, it'll come back. It'll come back. Chill, people. Oh. Gotta, yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to be patient. You know, good things take time. Good, good things take it's time. It's you or it's me? Oh, he's back. I think it's you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just completely frozen. Look at him. Can you, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, okay, we, can I, hear. I can, we can hear you right now. You're a little yeah, frozen yeah, on the screen, hear, but you're We can hear back. you right now. So your la your, the last thing you said was you were training with Vincent and he helped you oh, a okay. lot. Okay, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, um, yeah, Vincent and Mariana has been like helping me for two years. Um, it was, it was amazing. Mariana more on the mental side as she was, she was my coach, but she was always around us and would always give, I would always get a, like a word from Mariana telling me, um, how could I progress, you know, um, not only on the bike, just like as a person, I think I was really unstable, as you know, Tori. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. What did you uh, What did you learn from Mariana? Like anything specific? Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's weird, but um, we had a lot of discussions, and um, we talked about books. Um, traveling together was was crazy, you know. But um, yeah, it's. Um, she she really did help me a lot and all the talks we had was always something i could grow from but vincent at the same time as well but yeah she she gave me a couple of books that that i don't regret reading i never wrote a book be before i was 18 and 
and like she gave me she gave me a couple of books and I just trusted her and I I ordered them straight away it was like three books and I and I wrote <laughs> I wrote all three books um within like two months and yeah one yeah, of the for sure. one, one of the best mentors I think you could have is Mariana on how to yeah just be an absolute professional in every way True. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even Vincent, like Vincent has been in the French team for eight years yeah, um, yeah. in a row. Like he was, he's, he's been, been around a long, with... he's been around a long time, Vincent. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And still yeah. now he's still progressing. Like yeah. he's, he's 30 years old and uh, he's still, still progressing. And it's really interesting to see. Um, yeah. yeah. He's still I got one of the best one, two, threes in the game right now. I remember, I remember young little skinny Eddie in Colombia. Me and Eddie were hanging out like four years ago in Medellin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We were having like breakfast dates and everything. Yeah, I remember. Oh, nice. Going for that's coffee in Medellin. That's before COVID though. Yeah, yeah, that's before COVID. Fuck, that seems oh like God. a long, that seems like a long time ago now. Where we were at Vincent and Mariana's yeah, wedding it's... and all that. Yeah. Wow, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yes, you've, you've you've grown a lot since then. Like you're a lot bigger too now. You have a lot more power for sure. Yeah, I think you know everything. As I said before, everything takes time. I think I, uh, since I trained with Vincent and Marina, it gave me like that drive, you know, to to go for for the bigger and the better. Um, you know, it's it's weird, but uh, when Marina shows you um, like her two gold medals and you're like 18 years old and you don't know anything about life. You're not mature. You're not strong. You just know how to ride a bike, but um, <laughs> it gives you, it gives you some, some more dreams, you know? And yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I think it influenced me a lot. Um, when did you start working with Thomas? So I started working with Thomas um, September, 2018. So just before Argentina. Um, <clears throat> so it's yeah, yeah two yeah. years two years and a half ago. Yeah. How's it been? How's it been working with him? Um, I don't know. We just connected, um, as, as persons, um, I think, um, yeah, I've learned a lot of things from Vincent and, um, and, and Marina, it was amazing. And uh, at some point I had to, um, to like take a step forward, I'd say. And, um, you know, it was, it was a bit weird because, um, with Vincent and being my coach and me starting to, to be more competitive, it was weird, you know, like if I had him in my race, I would not, <laughs> it's weird to say, but yeah, I just, yeah. it was weird. Like, you know, I, I would feel uncomfortable if I, if I would be in front, you know, even though it didn't happen that much at that time, but <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was the right time to, um, to take a like a step forward you know and What's yeah that? it's been it's been really good besides yeah, like your bes question? besides the training aspect and stuff thomas obviously had a ton of experience and he's a legend in bmx what's something that you you've really learned from him i think um uh we both learned from each other you know like we just um we just try to build together and um, like I'm part of the training. Um, it's like I make my own program with him. Um, we, we, we just um, talk a lot and we communicate on everything, how I feel, uh, what I think we should do. Because um, yeah, if, if I had a coach that only told me what to do 
and um, didn't give me like the opportunity to to um, to put a bit of my spice in the in the plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it will work because I have I have too much personality and I need to do things. I think they work. You know, for me. Yeah. And um, because better than anyone will ever do. So uh, I think he's trusting me and I trust him. And that's why, that's why, that's why it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Like, especially the last few years I worked with PH, it was the same. Like we would basically do my training program together. Like we would communicate often about how I felt and what I think I needed to do. And we kind of did my program together. And I think it worked really well because I had some more experience at that point. And then, yeah, you both just mutually trust each other and, that way it's good too, because you feel like you can, you feel like you're doing what's best for yourself. And you also have help from someone like that, who like, obviously Thomas knows what he's doing too. And you're doing stuff you want to do at the end of the day too. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Not only do you feel like you, you're, what you're doing is benefiting you, but you're like, I want to do this too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it could be just details, like, um, like your warm up. you know, like your warm up routines for your own, um, for your own body. Like, you know, you know better what's good for you, what you should warm up more because yeah. it's like a sensible zone um so yeah if i didn't have that space and if i had a coach uh with me that would tell me everything i don't think i would like it you know i think he just he just um really analyzed who i was and um and now he knows um how i work and it's great to be working with him Mm -hmm. what's the biggest biggest takeaway you've had so far working with him like what's something he's kind of brought to light to you or made you realize uh, when it comes to either training or racing? Yeah, I think it's just uh, being consistent. Um, you know, there is, there is like, it, it's not really too much different than with Vincent. As I told you, Vincent had a lot of knowledge and, um, and the training program looks pretty much the same. It's just like um, we put some weightlifting in there. Um, we put a lot of weightlifting in there. And uh, we both together um, looked for technique and um, like moving slowly in the gym, um, really analyzing everything. I think like, you know, some things that I wouldn't do with Vincent was to, to like really like put less weight and uh, just work on my technique because it was not that good, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, at some point I think like I just started to put too much weight in. I really had to put my ego away and, and start all over again to build up from something strong and stable. So yeah, go back to the basics, um, you know, uh, flat pedals on sprints most of the time, uh, a lot of core training and just things that, that most people think they, don't, they already have, but it's never strong enough, so. <laughs> never is, yeah. That's one of, it's funny you say, like, I think that's a big thing for younger generation, younger kids that when they start working out, they just want to start lifting as much as they can instantly. Yeah, they do. And it, technique gets forgot about sometimes. And it's cool that you're able to realize that, kind of take that step back and put in the work and get the technique, technique right. Because it seems like, I, I mean, we've all seen your videos, but it seems like then it jumps your weights up even more once you get comfortable with that technique. For sure. And if your technique's good and you're not using your power, it's useless. Sure. Yeah. Um, Eddie, I think a lot of people would want to know where you yeah, sure. developed your skill set because people obviously like 
like watching you ride and you have a lot of skill and, and you're fun to watch on the track. How did you, how did you develop your skills on the bike? Oh, we're a little delayed. Yeah, we are. I think there's a huge delay. I don't, I don't even know. If, I don't even think you heard Hello? the question. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I heard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I heard. Um, so I'm saying, um, yeah, I was saying. Um, I think I learned my skill just from being uh, fearless. I had that, even though I was not competitive, I still have some aptitudes. You know, like I was able to to try anything and just not have any fear inside of me. And uh, still now, when I do crazy stuff, I just don't. I trust myself. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's just the first step, I think, for everyone is to to realize you're doing a day to um, to be able to to get in the zone and uh, yeah, just to be comfortable doing uncomfortable stuff. Yeah, the things like some of the things people say you do, they think is out of this world, but you're so skilled and you know the skills that you have that you do them like it's just another another jump for another person. Yeah, but that's the thing, and and. And uh, I'd say also, like, I'm not, I'm not the best writer. I'm not the most skillful writer. I think everyone has their own uh, vision of everything. Like, I would ride with some 15-year-old guys from France, really skillful, jump big jumps. And they would tell me, like, oh, I'm going to try this trip. And I'm like, no, man, that's crazy. Like, that's too much. I think <laughs> it's just, like, it's just everyone's um, opinion, you know, kind of. It's like you see something and you're like, yeah, that's easy. And everyone has different categories of things they're comfortable with. So there's obviously things that I wouldn't do. And there's things where for me, I'm like, yeah, that, that looks possible. At least that, that looks easy, you know, and I'll go for it. And some people would say, like, I'll never try that. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, it just there's some jumps when you're a chump triple line that'll just click for you. You're right. There's some people that have the manual skills, some people that have the 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 jump skills only it's whatever you see you you do seem to have both yeah, of them yeah. though yeah and, it's and the like... problem is that the problem is that when i see and i know it's possible i just go for it and i can't go home if i don't do it <laughs> and uh you know most people are to do that for instagram but i actually do that for myself like and my dad is just next to me and he, he he's doing my thing like it's like a lot of people are posting for the gram you know but I, don't, I just do it because I love it, you know? It's, yeah, that's, it's, that's, why, that's why I do BMX at first, you know? And if I don't do that, like all the skills and big jumps, like I just, I just missed that taste, you know, of, of like adrenaline because as you know, James and Tori, um, we, we don't get like too much adrenaline because our level of perception as elite riders is so big that we don't, like, I don't know about you guys, but... I don't get scared racing or, you know, like it's like we control everything and yeah, yeah. the slow-mo vision comes when you're really focused. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it on the, the, was it last show to you or maybe the one before, but it's so true. Like we as riders in the men's class, it, I think is we don't really have that adrenaline rush from jumping jumps on our, on the track. Our adrenaline comes from doing something wild or maybe getting in a tight situation with another rider where for females or maybe the younger riders, their adrenaline can come just just from jumping the triple into the first turn or the first yeah, jump yeah. on the super yeah, fast hill. So yeah. pushing ourselves to feel that adrenaline is much different for someone like yourself versus yeah. a female rider or a younger rider. It's so funny too because like people see us ride a super cross track and for us it's just so normal. We don't even really think yeah. about it. It's like not many jumps anymore that really get your heart pumping like when you're pedaling in the corner before. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's really sad. I don't know if we're gonna yeah. talk about that, but the tracks, man, like I just Yeah, we can. It, it's sad because yeah. it doesn't like I mean we've talked about it a ton, but I think uh I always really liked technical tracks because like you Eddie, I really trusted my skill set and I felt like it was I could make a difference against my competition because I could ride the track way better. And yeah, some of that's being taken away now, I think, because the tracks aren't as tech as they were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually happy because the World Cup, like the upcoming World Cups is um it's like a tricky track, you know, it's not like an easy track. There is a lot of mistakes you can do so quickly already on the first two jumps. Um, to be precise, it's um, it's a challenge. You, you have to be like relaxed and you have to be uh, just explosive at the same time. It's it's such a weird track and it goes so fast. How was that? What? I was going to say, how's Bogota's track, guys? I haven't obviously I haven't wrote it. How is it? You, could, you both have, I think. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, write Eddie, it, yeah, maybe uh, you did. But, but as I saw, it looks pretty good. Um, just the first jump seems, uh, and I heard about the first jump uh, that was a bit dangerous, a bit short, and a bit like the lip was um, like. Oh, we got a little cut out. Stiffly on the on the World Cup. Yeah, I think I think I can attest to what he was uh what he's referring to though it it is extremely like i've written it it's extremely like a wall you hit the lip like it's a wall in your face and then the jump's not overly long so it's a little wild eddie you never got i was gonna say eddie never got to race on chula vistas tracks but he would have loved racing both chula vistas oh my god man like (laughs) somebody asked me a question on instagram uh he was like uh which guy would you um like you, you're sad you didn't race, and I was like Mike Day, and uh, Sam Willoughby because that that's the two guys that I that I think I really liked when I was young, and um, yeah, basically like racing those guys in Chula would have been amazing. Yeah. Yes. You would have loved the Chula Rio track, like the 2013 or 14 years we raced it. That track was sick. You would have liked it. Super tech. What are yeah, give us give us your at the time I was just yeah yeah what are give us um what what's your favorite track to race and what's your the track you really wish you could have raced back in the day um oh that X game track I want to race that <laughs> the downhill track the, d- <laughs> the downhill I think Thomas <laughs> raced this one. Yeah, that's that's not my favorite track to race as I didn't race on it, but I, w- I wish I would have raced something really like weird like this, like full downhill, like a bit like a four cr- four cross track, but like really slick, you know, and clean. That would have been crazy. I gotta say, I'm really happy I didn't have to ride the X Games track, the downhill X Games tracks. <laughs> <laughs> it, lo- it looks so sketchy. You know what tracks? The, yeah, yeah. You, you know what tracks look fucking gnarly too was like. Uh, the Salt Lake City. Yeah, like the Tour ones, like the first Supercross ones, or like the, the outdoor track in Madrid. Those look huge. Yeah, yeah, but that's – I don't know if it was the East game or, or the Tour, but it was one of those that I that I saw, and I was like, yeah. wow, this is so good. Yeah, it looks so gnarly. Yeah. So gnarly. The ones like the original one, the San Jose, I think, when they had the lip at the bottom of the hill, the whole track was just a pro section. That would be super yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be super fun to ride, I think be so scary like the first 
beginning of practice because like typically you warm up on like <laughs> like a the girl section or something like like you yeah. just gotta go and you just gotta go and start yeah sending the warm shit. up on that track must be tricky yeah no kidding yeah for sure yeah those are some and, gnarly uh, tracks the track uh so what was the question yeah the, my favorite track my favorite track to race on um i think um favorite track to race on I think oh yeah, Argentina is really it's really it's really cool. I think yeah. um, it's really always good weather, good crowd, um, and I like the hill there. It's like uh, it's like I think it's a bit bigger than what we usually have, and it's a bit steeper. So um, so for someone like me at the at the like in 2018, um, I was good until the kink, and I was not really powerful. So the steep hill. It helped me, you know, because it kind of it kind of helps me because I didn't have power, so I was just good <laughs> until the kink, and then the speed of the hill just makes you go. And it was harder to make a difference on that hill for for the bigger guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know what the kids these days coming up, they're never gonna get to experience Santiago del Estero. It's sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I hope we come back there someday because yeah, it's it's really cool. Like just the vibe, uh, everything. It's it's pretty nice. It's funny. Like without BMX, there's no way we would ever go to a place like that. Never, never, like, never. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. No, he's frozen. He's live all along, and when the BMX guys come, it's. All right. Well, we didn't hear that, Eddie, because you froze. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just one of our janky. It's a Hello? janky podcast. We're back. <laughs> Eddie, your Wi-Fi sucks. Oh, it's mine. You think? I think so. Cause mine. I mean, me and James, we had no no issues in the intro, and I mean, I can still hear James fine. So Eddie, you forget to pay. The, <laughs> I think you guys forgot to pay the internet bill or something this month, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no no that's not that's not that it's just uh it's just in my house not really good so eddie i'm curious obviously you're a young guy still um what are your what are your big goals in, in the sport like what are your big goals like have you ever thought about coming to the u.s to race anything like that hello okay i didn't hear the question i'm gonna repeat the question yeah yeah i, I, I heard the question okay, yeah repeat the question repeat the question i just uh switched my connection i just switched my connection connection uh my phone so my phone is sharing the connection to my computer all right i was asking obviously you're a young guy still still got a long career um in the sport like what do you what are your big goals like what do you what do you what, what do you want to accomplish in the sport like what do you want to do be thought about racing in the u.s anything like that yeah i think um there's a couple of things that i want to do um obviously um like getting myself um to the top, you know, just, uh, as I said earlier, dominate the sport is my, is my main goal. Um, and yeah, focusing on one result is always, is always tricky because if you focus on one result for like a month and you get there and you don't get what you want, it's so frustrating. So for me, it's just, you know, um, like obviously for the preparation, take my time, uh, build, um, build up my, my strength, um, my mental strength as well. And, uh, when everything, uh, comes together, hopefully I can, I can be one of the best and that's, that's all I want. And, um, get a couple of wins is, 
it's something I want to. Um, so that comes with, um, with like the Olympics and, um, you know, stuff like that. I have some, some things in my head, but it's more like long-term long goals. And, um, yeah, even though there's a tiny chance that I get it, that I get there this year, it's, it's not something I focus on. I think, I think if I have, if, if I was supposed to go there, I'll get there, you know? Yeah. I'm giving my best and that's all matters to me. How old are you this year? I'm, uh, 23. I'm turning okay. 23. So I'm, it's a bit weird, man. Like I'm going to 25 and I'm getting away from 20. So uh, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit weird for me. Uh, yeah. You're talking to Tori who just has his birthday. It means he's closer to 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. The, the time goes so fast and like for, for us or even for the guys that are like in the end of their career, like the COVID year is just terrible for, yeah, it really for most, for most guys it's terrible, you know? And at the beginning of it, I was like, I'm going to make everything to become stronger and like really grow from that, you know, because it's also an opportunity because um, we get to race every year and everything happens so fast. We go to the same places and the rhythm is kind of weird, you know? So I think, especially for me having like a year break from racing um, and really focusing on my strengths that I didn't have and I was not able to compete with the world's best. Um, I think it's, for me, I, I took it like a gift to be honest, because you know, like you get to off season, you start the season and you race, um, you can get better, but it takes, I think it takes more time to get better if you don't have time to really build your strength, you know? That's mm -hmm. the, I think that's the main thing at first, like build like a, a strong mental and, and like a strong, like strength, you know? So, um, that's, was good. Yeah. yeah. I, it seems like you have a very good head on your shoulder when it comes to this. And I've heard you mention, uh, working on the mental side of the game a couple of times now too. Uh, do, do have you started, and I always like talking to people about this because I, I find it interesting and fascinating myself. Have you started working with a mental coach and what's, what's kind of been the biggest kind of thing you've taken away from doing that or working on that side of the game? Um, yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, you don't do anything in the sport, in any sport, if you're not strong in your head, like that's, mm -hmm. that's for me, that's the, the, the main thing, you know, like, and if you think you, you're going to train as hard as you can, um, but if you don't think about getting smarter and, uh, and stronger in your head, uh, applying all the the stuff you can do to be better at races like it's never going to work for sure so um so I knew that I knew that pretty early even though I I don't think I was mature when I was 18 I didn't read any books but I do my mental side of of things by myself um and I, that's a choice I don't think I don't think I need anyone to to unlock the doors for me um so I want to get the key <laughs> I want to get the key in the forest and find the door <laughs> in the forest and all by myself, you know, because when you do that by yourself, I think you're, you're just stronger. You don't need anyone to, to perform. Um, I don't want to depend on anyone. I just want to, you know, like my coach is here, my family is here and that's enough. I think they do my mental side as well. That's you know, cool. But we talk yeah, about that's it. That's like a different the, approach from a lot of people. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, um, the, when I went to the French team, like for the third time, like training camps, 
the selectioner said that uh, maybe we should think about uh, working with a mental coach uh, to prepare me for what, what was coming. And, and um, yeah, the discussion was really weird because he was kind of trying to, to put me into something I didn't want to do, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and if I step into something I don't want to do, then I don't want to do anything, you know? Um, if it doesn't come from my guts and from my uh, intuition, can you say that? Like intuition, your instincts. Yeah. Instincts. Yeah. So, I don't know. Then, then it shouldn't be in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like sometimes people will just try and like put you into some structure that doesn't, it doesn't work for everyone. You, you yeah, automatically yeah, sure. want, like, and, push back and, on those things. Yeah. Like and it's, yeah. I think it's wrong. Like, yeah, it did. It, it's wrong. Yeah. It doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. And even like, you know, um, the French team is like, um, it's like a group and, uh, the selectioner wants us to, to be good around each other. You know what I mean? Like to be, to be like, uh, like if you're one character, that's not able to live in a community, but you're really strong. You're doing everything right. You know, you're doing everything you can to be the best and you believe in what you're doing. Um, you still have to to kind of like to fake it, you know, to, to be yeah. able to fit in. And, and it's, for me, it's so hard, like to, to have to, you know, like you have a dream when you're a kid and you're like, yeah, I want to be the best. And, and the steps you have to do to be the best are kind of, sometimes you're just, they're just not cool. Like sometimes I, I just didn't want to, to, to be somebody else just to, to look good for someone, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing, I'm racing and I'm a racer and I'm not like a, a guy that's going to be nice to like nice on purpose to my opponents. You know, I can be friends with BMX guys, no problem, but don't force me to be nice to someone I don't really like, you know, like, mm-hmm. so yeah. You don't, want to get, you don't want to get put into that mold that you don't want to be in. You don't want to put in that mold. That's just someone else is saying you need to be when that's not who you are and who you actually, you don't need to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you probably like, I don't know. You probably lift that, but the person that, that are like creating a team in every country are really important because they, they are like the center of the team. And if those people are not open-minded and if they want you to be like them, then for somebody like me that has my, uh, I have a strong character and, and you will never make me do something I don't want to do, or I will do it, but then you will pay it later because I'll be, I'll be showing you that you did something wrong, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's, yeah, I think being fake is like the hardest thing for me. Um, inside, I'm talking about like the, you know, like all the stuff you have to do as an athlete to, um, to get to get to to the top, basically, you know. Yeah, you're trying to make people happy half the time. Like those people there, sometimes you just gotta, you know, please them when it's really not something you feel like you need to do or care to do. It's not helping you really. Yeah, it's just helping yeah, them. yeah. Sure. Yeah, in individual sport too. Like you need to be selfish because a lot of the time on national teams and stuff, they might want to do stuff that's not the best for you, and sometimes you just have to do what's best for you. Especially in our our sport, it's a short career. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, you know, sometimes like when you're like my situation when I when I came in the team at first, I wasn't one of the favorites. You know, they don't need me. They have all the cards they have to play. Um, but also, I realized I, I don't need to do French team camps. I don't need to do to be part of the team to perform. You know, I still have my cards to play on the World Cups. I still have, you know, I still have every opportunity like everyone else. So uh, why should I, you know, like why should I fake it and why should I 
should I be somebody I'm not? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, I think big decisions are, um, are coming, especially on that side. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to do what's best for me and, and yeah, Yeah, clearly what you've been doing, but, but yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. But yeah, it's, I, with the time I spent with them, I could realize sometimes that sometimes they think like the, um, the energy of the group is more important than, than actually you feeling yeah. good in the group and, and being you, you know, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, 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 I still have to get, <laughs> yeah. I still have to get through that to, to get to the top. And if, if that's what I have to do to, to make it, uh, I'll, I'll just try to, to do it. But yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, any other questions for Eddie James? Uh, tell us a little bit about the weird things in Verona. We're coming up to the races there. It sounds like the the only place you've really been able to race much in the past year is Verona. You mentioned it being weird too. <laughs> I mean, I've heard a lot of things, of course. Let people know what what is what makes it so weird. Because from afar and on camera, it looks like a great racetrack, but there's some weird weird spots to it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to discover those spots by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, well, I'm joking. I'm yeah, yeah. No, um, just like, obviously, the corners. I don't know if you've seen videos. The, the corners, corners are weird. Are, yeah, yeah. Like, the corners are fully cracked, and they're they're wide open. So, um, if you're really fast in the lines, you can you have so much space to, to be good in the corners. Like, those corners are just so wide. It's crazy. They look like they're just carved out of the side of a mountain. Like the first and last yeah. one just oh, yeah. carved in the side of a mountain. It's, it's just like, oh, let's put a bowl turn here. But like from when I wrote yeah. it a few years ago, the corners, like for instance, they're huge, but you don't use a lot of the corner. Like they're just kind yes. of big, but, but you don't <laughs> use it. And then I remember thinking like this, I'd never, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the track. Everything was just a little like weird. I don't know. Like it was, yeah, 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 yeah. I like don't know how lips, to explain it. The lips, yeah. the lips, like in the beginning of the straights are kind of yeah. weird. Uh, they're cracked also. So you, <laughs> like, you really have to to look on the track when you yeah. when you go there, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, the, the oh, the pro start gate is gonna is gonna surprise everyone, I guess. Are they gonna so run? Sorry, 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 what, like, what kind of gate? I don't, uh, never heard of that guy. I didn't. I didn't think that was. Uh, a gate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. On the World Cups, we're gonna have a different gate and. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be special, you know. Oh my god, that is the fastest gate in the world when I rode there like five years ago. I dude, the gate was so fucking fast you couldn't even do a normal gate. But now it's like it's it drops really quick, but it's uh, it's slow, you know. Like it, it doesn't start to go down uh, quick. It's just really fast once it's going. But you can have like a timing that's just a bit too short, and you will hit it, and it will like <laughs> it will be too bad. Sounds yeah. great. Sounds like yeah. they should have a ProGate Europe in there. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing either. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. ProGate Europe, best game in BMX. <laughs> um, Eddie, we got a we got a bunch of quick shots from fans for, for you that we can ask you now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you are you familiar with the quick shot question segment? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm familiar with that for sure. Fantastic. Um, from Ash Mary, French football in bracket soccer or French rugby. Football or rugby? Um, I'd say rugby, but lately it's uh, soccer with the uh, Champions League. Mm, true Euro style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
but yeah, rugby is uh, is an amazing sport to watch. I like NFL as well. How do we how do we feel about golf? <laughs> oh, I've been golfing. I've been golfing with uh with Thomas actually. That a boy. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. Uh, my swing is not too good, but uh, I'm I'm just kidding there. It's hard to like relax and put oh, yeah. the power at the right time at the right moment. And it's yeah. like people are telling you you should swing that way, but you have your own way of swinging yes. because your yeah, body yeah. is different. So. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of hard, but I'm trying. It's like a uh, gate. Wait, wait. So, somebody tells you to do something. You're like, I I think that's what I'm doing. But it, yeah. when you watch on video, it's like it's not even close. It's, it's like, like a it's, it's like a gate too. Like there's guidelines, but you got to find those last details that work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Uh, from Max Ganikovsky, considering that your bike skills were always good, would you say that you became more competitive in the elite class when your numbers in the gym went up? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's impossible to be in the, into the world's best level, uh, without being strong. Uh, I don't think you have to lift too much weight to be good. You just have to, to move, to move the weight the right way. Bingo. I think if you, there we go. I, yes. Yeah. I think, I think if you, if you put just a little bit less weight and you just go down really slow on your squat and you just only go fast from the bottom. Um, I think, yeah, it's just, it's like everything, you know, it's execution is gonna make a big difference in the end of the day. You can have the best coach. Um, but if you don't execute right, you will never, never get anything from, from like, you can get some quads and <laughs> you can get some muscles and you can look yourself in the mirror and say, oh, I got bigger, but what matters is really get stronger. So if you want to get stronger, the, probably the good idea is to, it's to really focus on technique and um, and mo- like control the weight. That's that's all I can say. As long as you're in control and and you're able to do a pose whenever I tell you to do a pose, that that means you you got it. You know. <laughs> I agree. Um, from the Chipmunk Races BMX, has Eddie ever done a USA BMX national? Um. Yeah, I've done one. Oh my god, that was terrible. Uh, it was, I think, it was uh, 2019. I went to Phoenix, um, and um, yeah, I traveled there like by car from California, and uh, I got there. I was just dead, and I got, I got motos. I got motoed. Didn't you go to the Grands one year? Yeah, I was at the Grands in April. I did like two finals. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, I, I did. I wanted to go this year to the Grands in Double A, um, because uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it was the right time to do it. I was so sad I couldn't go. I always love small hills because um, because I have like a small weight and I'm I'm not too weak for my weight, you know. Yeah. So on a flat hill, it's uh, it's funny like like a guy like a. Cameron Larson, like this guy, you know, on a flat hill, you can see like he's pulling because he's light and he has, he's explosive and he has some power. I think I'm, I'm not as explosive as he is, but I am kind of the same profile. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, He's got some mad fast twitching in that guy. Yeah, he does. does Both have like power to weight ratio through the roof, I think, but he's got this weird fast twitch. It's crazy. Yeah, he's super strong. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, from Unky underscore Ben, why the golf gloves? Um, the golf gloves is um, obviously awesome. for the grip. Yeah, just like 
and I actually want to create a brand of like golf that we uh, that we would sell for for BMX. Um, I don't want to get to business too much, but I have someone that would like to create something with me as well. So um, like maybe try to to do some some golf gloves for BMX. We we would sell them by pair. And, uh, I think over- yeah, I I I use golf gloves because the grip is amazing. Um, and uh yeah just like the comfort also like your hands don't get too um like too bad you know like the thing you get on your thumb or the thing you get uh everywhere from like from the gym and from the bike if you do gym bike gym bike your hands get like dead and i think uh yeah the golf gloves protects good as well like if you slide in a corner like the 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 leather is going to protect you so good so yeah please sponsor me i'll wear them on the golf course yes i will (laughs) You can even hit, you can even get a pair, man. You can play with two. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, from we are the BMX fam. What's your favorite race on earth? On earth? Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know the Olympics. <laughs> I've never been there, but it looks good. <laughs> That's a cool one. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I mean, you've been there, so you can tell. I will say, though, my favorite race was always the Worlds. I just thought the Worlds was always really special. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, in Zolder 2019, they put the music before the final. Like, the music that makes your heart go oh. 3,000 BPM, you know? And I was like, that's legendary. I want to be on that gate. I want to be yeah. on the gate one day, you know, in the, like, final World Championship. It must be yeah. a really good feeling to be on the gate and be like... I can get a world title right now. It's just me or seven or the guys. Yeah, I think it's really, that's just yeah. must be the best feeling ever. It's really, really special. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same feeling when you're in the World Cup. Like you, you know, you have an opportunity to do really good, but like then you're not fighting for like a one-day title, and that's yeah. what excites me the most. Yeah, I, I hope I can go there this year. Um, but yeah, like the one-day race really. I really like that type of format. Yeah. It's just like you just get yeah. it all in one day. I just got goosebumps thinking about it because that's what I've missed the most is just being like in the gate for a big final like that, just having an opportunity to do something really special. Yeah. It's, it's, what we all, it's what we all work our ass off for right there. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, from Quentin Locatelli, uh, SQY or Verona? uh tough one because um under the roof it's freezing and in the summer you don't get the sun under the roof so i like the sun so i would say verona just because just because not because of the track but just because there is no roof in verona uh favorite uh from look into it what is with these people users names today they're fantastic <laughs> <laughs> look into it favorite writer from the 90s um favorite writer from the 90s well you know the answer i think is it thomas i was gonna guess thomas. yeah yeah it's thomas for sure um yeah. i've watched videos and i was seeing him when i was a kid i remember being like five years old and he was like now I'm almost his size, but I was just looking at a really big dude, uh, full no fear uh, gear, like full blue with the Charlie D2 uh, flame. You know the flame carbon one? Oh yeah, I know exactly which one. You're oh talking my about. god, this helmet, uh, this GT kit, pff, wow, it was crazy. Bring so, back uh, a yeah. throwback kit. That's that would be sick. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. Um, from Augie BMX MTB, who would win in a race, I guess, you or your dad in his prime? I would I would win. Uh, I think it's yeah. <laughs> I think my dad was my dad was really was really good, but he he got to he worked really early as well. Um, like him and my mom met when they were young, so my dad didn't really have time for himself. And then I came when he was 24. So do you imagine it's like I would end up my like it's like my career would be harder in two years. You know what I mean? Because I think. Well, when you when you get a kid, it's 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 like more responsibility, and not everyone can handle it the same way as Joris or Sylvan are doing it. I think they're like they're doing uh they're doing it great, you know. But uh, my dad at that time he had to he had to work um, because BMX like didn't pay him, you know. Um, he was like top eight in the elite for for a long time. He did uh, eight season in um, in elite in in, uh, in France, and he was traveling with Thomas Christophe doing the grands um so yeah he, like to give you um like he, he got third at the grants in uh, in april so uh, i think i i reached a level above that right so you'd now wax, so you'd wax him <laughs> yeah i think i think but but yeah it's interesting he was like the, you suck the, michael sorry <laughs> the true story is that he was still in front of me when i was 15 so do you imagine 15 like and he was thir- 38, like, when I was 15, 30, 37. Yeah. That's impressive. So, wow. so yeah, he, he has a good snap. Like, he has a good gait. Like, 1-2 is amazing. I'd, l- I'd, like to, I'd like to meet your dad. I've, like, messaged him. A, we've messaged once in a while on, on social, on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. Yeah, like, I think nice, he's, nice messaging, he's messaging a lot of people, but he's just so passionate about BMX. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to meet your dad. Yeah, yeah, you would have a great conversation with him. Yeah, I bet. Like, I bet yeah, we get along yeah. well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's just really passionate, and he he would reply to all the the good stuff he he sees. You know, um, it's funny, but uh, but yeah, um, I, would, I would kill him. I would kill him <laughs> <laughs> for sure. James, I think it's your is it my question. I, I, I can't remember. I don't go for I'll it. I'll go. From uh, from Drew Polk BMX, what does he? Th- what do you think is your biggest strength in BMX in the sport? Mm, my ability to um, to learn um, things that I know I'm not good at. Great like answer. It. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do after BMX? You've thought about what you want to do for a career. Um. As you probably realize, um, my personality uh, is not uh, the type of guy that would think about what I do next. It's like, <laughs> I think I'm able to do one thing at 100%, um, you know, at once. Um, I'm doing music, you know, I record music in studio in Paris and um, I create songs. I write my own songs. Um, so, yeah, I think... I don't really know what I want to do. I think, you know, the, the opportunities open um, when they need to. Uh, but for now, I'm just focusing 100% on, on my goals and what I'm doing. And to be honest, I don't have any idea of what I want to do. 
because my opinion might change. Even if I tell you right now, like what would be a good job for me uh, when I'm done, uh, it would change over over the years. So yeah. I guess just, you know, take life as it is and just take the right opportunity at the right time. Yeah. That's, that's all I have to do. I like it. Um, if you, okay, well, that's the, I got, I got a couple questions we got to get through. Would you rather do a race with one chain ring, missing one chain ring bolt or one yeah. stem bolt? <laughs> I think, yeah, not the stem. I would do with one, like with three chain ring bolts. Oh, you're uh, so stupid. You're going to eat shit right out of the gate. No, he's not. It's fine. You just got to get top four. You're good. You just, no, you're saying with one chain ring bolt? No, with three no. out of the, no, no, no. Oh, Miss, three, three out yeah, of the four. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, then yeah, for sure. I think, you know what, like, especially for me, like my, my gate is like coordination only. I don't put power before the kink. Basically, it's that, you know, like, it's just me moving forward. And I don't press the pedal too hard. I try to, to, to have a good coordination. That's all that matters. So I don't think I would break the chain ring um maybe like if i don't break the chain ring before the first jump <laughs> if you then, make it past the first jump good. you're probably fine yeah yeah, yeah. You're fine. and then you're I'm gonna good. you're gonna coordinate your face onto the ground right out of the gate <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but uh actually like two days ago i broke uh, a bottom bracket like the bottom bracket broke so yeah you don't have any you for sure don't have any power then I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but it was crazy. Like the the sixth gate I was doing, and I got out so good. Like one, two was so good, and then I heard a crack, and I kept going, and I went full going. speed on the first. That's pitch, so scary. Then, That's so. Scary. Oh yeah, and then I I went on the back on the on the hill, and I was I looked at my back. I was like, oh shit, my bottom bracket is like broken uh you know what's really scary when you're like pedaling out of the first corner to do a second straight or something and like you fucking hear like a click and you're like you're driving <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. you're like in a race you go to pedal on the turn it's like click like oh, oh no no please oh, no. and then you're jumping the second straight you're not even thinking about the race anymore you're just hoping <laughs> yeah, hoping your bike doesn't explode and you know it happens to me because my new bike um it like the 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 tubes at the bottom in the rear like it goes it goes low and then it goes up again. So basically like the chain passed really close to the, to the tubes. And uh, so I hear my chain, if it's a bit loose, my chain would like eat my, my frame all the time. That gets <laughs> me. So I always hear that's so scary. I once yeah. in, uh, in Manchester, one of the years I had somebody hit me in the back in the first turn. They hit my back end. Okay. What you got playing back there, buddy? You know, I, I got to go inside. I got to, you know, hook my computer up. Talk as you were. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, I had somebody hit my back end and I felt my brakes. My, like, I don't know why I knew it, but I was like, my brakes got disconnected. And we all know in Manchester, there's not much room after the finish. So I was coming down the last straight knowing oh I was about God. to just stomp both feet. I remember coming on clip and just like threw both feet onto the ground and just skidded my way into the wall. Brutal. Oh my God. Brutal. <laughs> Cheated death. Yeah. Not good. Um, uh, this, is, this is... Whose turn is it? Yours or mine? I don't even remember. It's yours, T, but I thought you were busy doing shit. So I was just going to go. Oh, we're multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chipotle or in and out oh it's toughy yeah it's tough i would like overall i would say burger but chipotle is something different so like if i can get chipotle i would go for chipotle uh, instead of the burger but if i have to choose in between a lot of stuff 
and a burger, I would always go for the burger, but not McDonald's. I'll go for like a good one. No, I mean that's like just a, fake. That's just fake shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, this isn't a question. I just saw in the notifications that Josh Meyer sent us a message and said, uh, "Fuck yeah, this dude is the illest kid on a bike." Yeah, so I, I, was just, I was just oh, thinking yeah. about Josh Myers. Yeah, he's a he's an Eddie fan. Yeah. Um, ah. What's your favorite Netflix show right now? I don't have a Netflix show, but I watch um, I watch a show. Uh, I was out on Netflix though. <laughs> I don't I don't really watch. I don't have time, but um, I don't really watch stuff. But when I do, I like documentaries about sports guys. Um, I like to hear other stories and never copy anyone, but I like to hear stories, um, stories that from successful people. Have you, uh, so, um, have you watched the documentary 979? No, I didn't. That's about like, the, to watch. yeah, that's a really good one. You'd like it. It's about Ben John, you know, Ben Johnson is, uh, He's a hundred meter sprinter who won. He's a Canadian hundred meter sprinter who won the gold oh, medal. Okay, okay. Yeah, in 1988. Oh, he's a Canadian. Okay. And then, okay. And then he, but he tested positive for sauce and he got his medal taken away. You should. It's a really good documentary. Wow. Gnarly. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, you should watch that one. It's really, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do. But maybe it's not available in my country though. If you say he's Canadian. I mean, it was on like. I know Netflix, like Netflix no, programs change for was, when you're in different countries. It was, it's not on Netflix. It was on like ESPN. You can like YouTube it or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do the classic okay. find some shady link on. on <laughs> yeah. Google yeah. Find some, find some shady <laughs> download link. Where you got to close the pop up that pops <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Close it like you, five you times. You click the link and then like eight links pop up. You're just exiting all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool because when you click on something, like you get all the same category stuff yeah. uh, popping yeah. up at the bottom so you can keep going. Yeah. yeah. But that's the trap though because the real world is right now, right here. So I, I try not to be too much on like Netflix. But, yeah. 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 I yeah. uh, got any more, James, or I'm all out. I think we're good. That's all, all the right. fan ones we got. So we, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all done. Thanks a lot for coming on, Eddie. It was great to uh, great to chat to you some more. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Oh, big it's stretch. Always, it's always good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I think the fans were waiting for this one. So yeah, thanks for coming on, Eddie. Yeah, we're on our list for a while. So thanks for coming yeah. on and, and chatting about yeah, all the things that make you tick. I'm happy I was on your list. It feels good that somebody knows I'm here. <laughs> For sure. I mean, we've talked, yeah. about you, we've talked about you on so many shows about how we can't believe you're not on the French team yet. It's been one of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's not, as I said earlier, it's, it will happen when it has to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keep I know grinding. everyone has their opinion and it seems like weird, but let's be honest, I truly don't, I don't deserve to be on the French team yet. And that's, that's just facts, you know, um, yeah. I have to, I have to be better than I was and yeah. So I'll try, <laughs> I'll try my yeah. best. Keep working. Uh, I, look, I look forward to watching you progress, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Have an attitude. All right, man. Good luck yeah. in Brona. We'll chat soon. Yeah. Welcome. See you, buddy. Thanks, Eddie. Bye-bye.
well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>